Welcome to Life in Full Expression with me, your host, Beth Wolf. In this show, we will explore, elevate, expand, and learn how to live your best life. Have you ever wondered what it feels like to live your life in full expression or create an expansive vision for your future? Get ready to be energized to fully express yourself, discover your heart's clarity for dynamic direction and life decisions, and develop your unique capabilities so you are delivering your ever-increasing capacities into your world. Join me, Bath Wolf, and unleash the limitless capabilities of your soul, experiencing amazement, collaboration, fun, and purpose. Life in full expression starts now. Welcome you amazing people and amazing souls. I'm so excited that you are either joining me live or in the recording. Welcome, way to invest to explore, elevate, and expand your life. Today we're diving into thinking for transformation. And man, as I was prepping for this episode, it, I, I was learning so much about uh, this process again and again. You know when you read something over and over again, and it's a year later or two years later, you're not the same person. And so when you read it again, it just goes in deeper. And so it was an incredible just privilege of preparing this and, and taking in this information that a mentor taught me, Mary Morrissey. So thankful for all her studies and her hero journey that she has taken her entire life. She's in her mid-70s now and is just one of the most extraordinary humans on this earth. So let me share some of the information that she mentored me on and I'm going to help you with of what is it like to think for transformation. And as we know, kind of from a caterpillar to a butterfly, there's a process wherein we are ultimately in the goo. Like we don't have any identity left over from where we were and we're not sure what, you know, what it feels like totally of where we're going. We're just in the goo stage and I feel like I'm starting to come out of that goo stage. So what are the four components for you and I to think from transformation? Well, number one, I'm going to allow you this invitation to think from a a consciousness of abundance. I'm going to talk about two spiritual elements with that as I study quite a bit of the Bible and bring out some of those. Um, and then number two, an expanding awareness, awareness of what's possible is another way that we're going to think for your transformation. Number three, forming an image. That's This isn't the first time that I've shared this on this podcast is that it is very important that we basically create a frame, create an image of what we would love to express in life in the seven dimensions of life and full expression. And here's a key element. We can't just form it once and then let go of it. Just like I mentioned in the last podcast, we get to nurture these small sprouts of this image. And so practicing it. And then number four, traversing the gap between an idea that is downloaded to you and actually a new form of it. So Ultimately, you know, um, being on a podcast and being part of an amazing network. Thank you for TransformationTalkRadio.com and all the amazing people on staff there. They truly are extraordinary that they've helped me come into this new form. Well, let's start off with a quote by Albert Einstein. Let's do it. Okay. He says that you can't solve your problems at the same level of thinking that which you created them. Yeah, transformation is going to require some 
thinking differently. And many years ago, as I was studying one of the spiritual books in the world, the Bible here in our Western civilization, um, I recall studying a scripture and hearing the scripture, and it was be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's in the New Testament, in the book of Romans. And I was like, okay, you know, I think I have a rote level of knowledge of that, but ultimately it takes us diving in and really doing it, right? Transformation requires you and I thinking in a way that's going to be in alignment with the life you are desiring and to create. And I'm going to be introducing a little bit more in depth of these four ways of life and full expression. This is actually part of a six month course. So if you are interested in committing to your transformation and you want someone to help you guide from the caterpillar to the butterfly stage, I have a course starting in uh, the, about the second week of April. I'll put up a QR code in here that you can check out even more information about that. But let's dive into the first part of transformation requires a consciousness of abundance. And I want to start with a couple spiritual references about abundance. And one of them that Jesus, the Christ consciousness said that I came that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. I can recall hearing that scripture for the first time. I'm like, I'm all in on that. I love abundance. And um, then he said something in a bit cryptic. At one point he said, to those who have more will be given to those who have not even what they have will be taken away and i can recall hearing that for the first time i'm like gosh that that doesn't sound very cool jesus i'm not sure about that and it might even sound like you know the universe is being mean or unfair but really what jesus was speaking about is the way it works in the law of consciousness now i had no knowledge of this when i was being introduced to the bible from um just you know a protestant form um i i was i just I thought, gosh, that I don't even quite understand that scripture. Um, there's many different spectrums of many different bandwidths that you could say that the law of consciousness comes from. So if you and I have consciousness of abundance, guess what? You and I just keep attracting more and more of that kind of good to us. That's what that spiritual um scripture actually means. So if you and I don't have a consciousness of abundance, then no matter what you get, it doesn't stick around. It seems like you're always having bad luck, maybe, that there's one thing after another that seems to take maybe your money, your health, your relationships, or other things that might be really important to you. It, it may even feel like you just never get ahead. He also said, Jesus, the Christ consciousness, said that to those that have, more will be given. To those that have not, even what they have will be taken away. And again, just repeating it in a different way, that that was said over 2,000 years ago. And about 3,000 years before that, in India, in the Upanishads, were developed out of the Sanskrit which was one of the most ancient spiritual teachings that's on this planet that we're aware of. It is says in a little bit of different way. 
it says from abundance was scooped abundance and more abundance remains meaning that you cannot overtake your good spirituality so in a universe that is infinitely good first of all you got a choice whether you are allowing yourself to actually believe that i know that's one thing that albert einstein even said do you believe that the universe is friendly um back to that though you could not overtake your own good and that's an important thing for us to really remember in this episode of transformation in the three-dimensional world certainly you can go across the street and take your neighbor's car wouldn't recommend it or something other but that isn't your good and that's not my good that might be perceived as good you know some kind of cyber attack or something like that i think of when that kind of thing happens i'm like these people have all these talents and they're using them for that interesting your real good is in your consciousness your real good is in expanding your awareness of who you are and with that comes an awareness of your possibilities pretty cool huh and is it's also the source to turn to from which guess what you generate ideas, you generate images, a flow of understanding that gives rise to choices and decisions allowed by actions that produce and inform the transformation we really desire. So how do we actually begin to expand this awareness? How do we do it? Okay, let's look at that. Another part of really going back to one of those spiritual truths is how we do it is by transforming renewing our mind but if you want to have a transformed life you've we've got to think differently we can't expect to transform to be a solid state and a stable in our minds if we are still having the old thinking so this is something that as I was studying for this today and preparing, I was like, oh my gosh, there are times in my life where I've actually experienced transformation, but I haven't stabilized it. Like I've tasted it. And I, for example, in my, um, I was just sharing with my, my partner, Kelly, that I felt it in some of my transformational part of health and, you know, trim taut terrific vessel and i experience for a while but i don't stabilize it and so then i increase my weight a little bit and i go up and down and up and down so i'm really excited about having a deeper understanding of this so we can say that we want something to happen okay we can say i want to transform my love life or i want to transform my economic life or maybe you want to transform a creative part of your life you want to transform your body your health your happiness your wealth all of that but unless you and i think and feel differently from the inside not looking on the outside of our circumstances and conditions and we really think from and stabilize a different thinking and feeling stabilization takes time space repetition in this three-dimensional world that's why being in a structure of support and with other elevating personal and professional entrepreneurs that are doing the same thing you know we add synergy to this so a different fre frequency in our thoughts then 
even if we began, we're going to begin to attract something that looks like what we want um, to actually bring into our life. But again, we get to practice it in order to stabilize it and bring that stabilization. And we won't be able to leave it or keep it in our field of experience because we are out of harmony with that life in full expression, whether it's economic, social, relational, occupational. Um, we, we Again, we want to practice that stabilization. So stay with me on this. It's a little bit esoteric, but it's absolutely scientific. And if you stay with this, not only will, will you have an understanding of it, but you will begin to notice at times in your life where you say you want one thing, but you are really being or harmonizing with or being in frequency with the exact opposite. One thing that Mary taught me is notice what you're noticing. What are you truly thinking about? And is it in alignment? Is it harmonizing with that life in full expression? You may find that it isn't um, on a regular basis. So my desire for you in this episode is not that you just know about this, okay? I don't want you to just have the rote knowledge that I had years ago, but I want you to be able to apply it to some real concrete aspects of your life and begin to see what happens when you work with your consciousness in regard to maybe a particular circumstance that you're having in your life right now. Um, maybe that it, you know, you don't have the relationships that you would love, or you don't have the finances at the level that you would love to express, or you you do, or maybe you're not able to express yourself fully in your job or your career. So I invite you to imagine some aspect of these dimensions of life in full expression that you would really love and like to transform. Think of that right now, bring it to mind. Now, you'll know that aspect of your life by a couple key elements. You either will have a longing or a discontent happening right now. So where are you longing for something and where are you discontent for something? Um, that's going to tell you maybe primarily the major dimensions that you'd like to work on. But you don't have to really take on your whole life right now. Okay, just take on a couple things. Um, just pick something that you would like to experience, you would like to explore, you would like to elevate, you would actually love to expand, and that you would really love to live from. So as we go to a break here, go ahead and take an opportunity to write some of those things down. Where is your greatest longing? Where is your greatest discontent? What dimension of life and full expression is it? Go ahead, write that down. We're going to go to a short break and I'll come back and we're going to talk about what transformation is really required to form an image of that life you would love living, that life and full expression. And how do you practice that? All right, let's ground this and bring it in. I'll be right back. Tune in to Artfully Askew with Deb, an artist's way of navigating life. Listen or watch every first Tuesday at 4 p.m. on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You are not alone. Life is about connection, and art is always with us. Deb welcomes those who dare to step into a space of genuine comfort and celebration, all with the healing power through art. 
For more information about Artfully Askew with Deb, an artist's way of navigating life, visit artfullyaskew.com. Are you ready to branch out, to take a leap of faith, to love yourself and others fully? Hi, I'm Erica Gifford-Mills, founder of Balance Symmetry and host of Get Rooted Radio. If you answered yes to even one of the above, then this 12-week course is for you. The Rooted Life Group Coaching Series will give you the tools, techniques, and strength to be intentional in your pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Find out more about this program on my website, GetRootedRadio.com. Here's a quick tip from Jason and Patricia at the Ecosystem Approach Show. We're going to help caregivers connect with someone who has no ability to communicate or anyone who struggles with communication. This is for caregivers who are responsible for young children, seniors, or anyone without language. Try talking to their soul or essence directly. We do it all the time. Get in a comfortable spot, relax, and close your eyes. Then just talk to them. Feel free to listen for a response. It's that simple. If you want to hear our show about the topic, go to our website, theecosystemapproach.org, and under the radio tab, search for The Story of My Mom. Listen to our show every week. We teach you how to apply energy techniques to everyday life in ways that is practical and useful. See you Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific or find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Welcome back, you guys. I'm excited that you're joining me today. We're talking about thinking that is required for your transformation, for you to move from caterpillar to a butterfly state. And um, you might feel like you're in the goo right now, especially coming out of some of the world pandemic that's gone on. And there's been a lot of transformation in a lot of people's lives. So what does that require? Well, the third aspect is it's going to require for you and I to form an image. And how do we practice forming that image? So an image, you know, one of the most powerful mental faculties that we have that a lot of times can be turned down by not just our our, our parents at times, and it's turned down by their parents, our school systems, our overall culture is our wonderful imagination. And that's really what it takes is an image, just imagining one aspect of your life in full expression that is transforming. Uh, you want to pay attention to your longing and discontents because they are keys to let you know that's really where life is calling you to transform. And our mind works in images. And we are really, I believe that we are co-creators with the universe, the infinite God, whatever you want to hold that name in. And you and I get to choose what what images we're going to call in. And I love one of the other spiritual truths that I remember studying uh, was whatsoever is good or true or lovely, think on these things. You know, it's already been proven by so many scientists already from um, 
uh, you know, Dr. Yamoto studying water, that when you say things nice and you don't say things nice, it changes the structure of the water molecules that, you know, if it's icky, it looks brown and gross. If you're saying a prayer, you say, I love you, that it's this beautiful crystal. So whatsoever good or true or lovely, think on these things. And I don't think we're thinking, I'm not saying that we're thinking about maybe what this particular denomination of church believes, but what is your mark? You know, what is your true mark in life? What is your life in full expression? Because really learning what sin is, that word, you look at the deeper meaning of it, it just means that you're missing your own true authentic self. That's what sin is. It's not held up to some moral standard of a particular denomination or church. So let's dive into this a little bit. So you want to activate your imagination. That's one of the beginning parts of practicing thinking for transformation. It's one of your faculties. It's one of your mental faculties that you and I have been given. And this is a metaphysical universe that I believe in the meta or the mind of God, we and you and I are image makers. You know, you think of Walt Disney, the Imagineers, you know, if you want to be a, an Imagineer engineer. So we work in conjunction with this in coherence with the mind of God or the mind of infinite. Now, you and I have a brain. But the brain is the instrument of this overall mind, capital M, and the brain is not the mind. So you and I have conscious connection to the mind of God, infinite, and our brain is an amazing, extraordinary instrument. It's like a radio, and the radio in your car is not the music, right? It's an instrument of the music, just like our iPhones aren't the music and Spotify is not the music. It's the musicians that are playing the music that are the, that are actually the music. So your brain, my brain, it's an instrument of the mind. And so right now through your conscious awareness, which part of it is in your physical body actually requires a brain as the instrument for access to the mind of the infinite. Now, this may be a little bit esoteric or maybe not so much to you, but the mind of the universe, the one mind everywhere present, this mind works in images. Super cool. It's a lot more fun. And out of an infinite number of possibilities, you and I, as co-creators with the infinite, we get to choose that image. We get to choose the life and full expression, our authentic self that we would love to express out into our communities. And you and I can be an image of lack and limitation. We can, or a problem or a wonder or an awe or limit capabilities and capacities. We can choose that. It's something Really, I would invite you to something that really delights you, that brings aliveness, that, yeah, that is really something I would love to express into the world. So again, the Apostle Paul in one of the epistles in the New Testament of the Bible said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he also said, whatsoever is good or true or lovely, think on these things. So 
creating an image, a beautiful images of things that are good, true, and lovely. Or, you know, in 2023, some really badass thoughts, you know, we've taken the English language in such different directions. But bring your mind to the things that ignite the aliveness in you. That is your life in full expression. And I want to invite you in this episode right now that for you to practice this is now in regard to one or two specific areas that you would like to express. You you get to give yourself an image, a form. And, and you can pick any dimension that you would love. Where's the one that's having the most discontent and longing? Is it your physical dimension, occupational, relational? Which one is it for you? Is it emotional? Is it intellectual? It might even be in the environment, not only in the environment in your own brain, the environment of your home. Maybe you're even more global. You want the environment of our entire earth. Um, so now allow yourself to get that image. Allow yourself to feel that image. That's the meta, the metaphysical universe, the place between the idea and the form where it gets downloaded to that place. So now I want to take you in. Now that we've talked about the three first things that are required to bring transformation, let's begin to talk a little about traversing the gap. Because right now, this is the life you're living and this is the life that you would love to express. And there's there's a gap, right? If you're watching me on video, I'm holding one hand to the right, one hand to the left, and there's a space between my two hands, and there's a gap. And so how do we traverse that gap? And it's going to require for us to create a new normal for ourselves, that we're going to recognize something, that life happens with us, not just to us. So I want to introduce to you a little bit about, you know, as we're recognizing that life is happening with us and not to us, it's really going to put us in a liberating position. As long as you and I are coming from a victim mindset that life is happening to us, we pretty much are powerless. And this is going to require you and I to step into our power. One of the things that Marianne Williamson said that you and I are not really afraid of our darkness. We are afraid of our light is a summary of a quote that she said. And we're not afraid of the problem. We're actually, we are way more afraid of our power. And sometimes we toy the, in these areas and play small because we are frightened of how powerful and creative we really are. So I want us to talk a little bit about this gap between the idea and your new normal, all right? And I learned this from not only from my mentor, Mary Morrissey, and she co-collaborated with Marie Nemeth, um, who started the Academy for Coaching Excellence. And she called this gap the trouble at the border. <laughs> I thought that's a great summary. The place between the idea and your and my ability to really bring it into form. And here's the key element to actually stabilize this form. And I mentioned this earlier that there's been times in my health where I really haven't stabilized my health, um, which means that it is in a new form for us. 
And it's not just something that came for a few days and then laughter for a few moments. It is actually a new form that when you want to transform, have really be in transformation, you want a new form of your norm. You want a new form of your daily life. You and I don't just want to have a flash of it, just a, a, a short experience of it. We truly want to be and have a transformation, a whole new form. And there are lots of experiences to be had, but when you're working with transformation, you're taking your business, let's use that as an example in your occupational dimension, and you're, ta you're taking your business from maybe being at X amount of um, revenue per year, and you're saying, I want to move it to Y, you know, the letter Y, that amount per year. You might be saying, I want to have this much, you know, breadth and depth, and I want to touch these many lives. I want to bring in this much money, and I want to have this extraordinary health, and I want to have extraordinary relationships. You begin to say, if I took this step to the next quantum level of myself, and then that's your area of transformation that you have decided. So in a universe that required you to think, you have to decide what you want, what you desire, and not just what others may think would be great, or what you have inherited as a great idea. So I want to give us an invitation to you that requires some really clear and new thinking. Remember, um, at the beginning of this, Albert Einstein, that we said that we really can't come from the thinking that already created the life that we have and the problems maybe that we're experiencing. Statistically, the average American thinks 92% of their thoughts, they aren't really thoughts at all. I found this interesting. They are just repetitive thinking that's been done before. It's actually just brain activity and we make, we make the mistake that it is thinking. So we are thinking when we are in a creative, our creative access, when we are generating in harmony with our own essence, ideas and images and answers, well, you and I have a capacity, not just a little bit of the time, but more of the time. I talk about as we can explore, elevate, and expand our clarity, our capabilities, our capacities. Boy, you guys are going to be putting more and more of your own artistry out there in the world. So that means that you and I are going to be working in harmony and conjunction with that mind in you and in, in I that is part of the infinite mind. And so you will know, I will know that we're in harmony with that thinking when we begin to feel a quickening. And you and I are wired that way. See, our nervous system is wired to notify you when you're in harmony with your authentic self, your great self, your divine self. You're going to feel that. And our nervous system is wired to notify you when you're out of harmony, when you start feeling contracted, and constricted, anxious, worried, and frustrated on a consistent basis. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna experience that in this human endeavor. But if you feel that you're stuck there, that you feel anxious and worried all the time, then you know you're out of harmony. 
So the trouble at the border comes when you and I have an image and we don't know how to traverse the gap between the meta and the physical. You got this idea, you've got this new thinking, but you really don't know how to bring it into the 3D dimension of this life in full expression. Now you and I have some experience with that. We really do. You've brought things into your life already. And sometimes we are growing in awareness of that. And in our understanding of who we are, we feel like it happened to us, right? Have you ever said that to yourself? I know I have. It's almost common our, common our language that, oh, let me tell you what happened to me. But I want to introduce to you what uh, my mentor introduced to me, but it didn't ever happen to us. Yeah, this might be uncomfortable to hear. It always happened with us, with our consciousness. Nothing ever happened to you. At some level, it happened with you. Even the things that you most didn't want. I know there's things that I didn't want in my life. I didn't want my daughters not to talk to me for two years and then come back for three years and then disappear again. I didn't want that. Um, the things I most didn't want, I would love to have an extraordinary relationship with my daughters. And there were certain decisions and certain ways. And regardless, certainly as a child, it is much more difficult to approach an understanding of that. But just work with it from an adult understanding. So now we're coming from it as an adult. And everything that has ever happened in my adult life has happened with me. I can tell you when I made that shift in my thinking, I felt the power come back into me. That it wasn't that a divorce happened to me. It wasn't that a narcissistic you know, relation ha relationship happened to me or that my, my daughters chose not to talk with me. Um, it happened with me. It was all part of my curriculum and my content of my becoming. And when I stepped from that mindset, I was able to really begin to change things and transform things. It's a liberating position to take. And as long as you and I take the position of being a victim of the circumstances that have happened or are happening now, you got them. We're, we're all human. They're happening right now in our life. You and I are going to feel powerless if we think they're happening to us. You can turn to some image of God, the infinite, who is, you know, we've been told maybe a man in the sky who may or may not decide to grant you your desire. And that's not how the universe works. So at this border place between the way it was and what you want it to be, what you desire. Um, let's work with that a little bit. So I want to take a short break and I'm going to come back with a story from the Old Testament uh, about Moses, if you haven't heard that, and his, his 
his name actually means to be drawn out of. The Hebrew language is a verb language of what I understand. And so it's a language that is talking about being in a state of consciousness, being in motion, where our English language that translates the Bible puts things all in nouns. And boy, do we miss a lot of extraordinary wisdom and truth from that text. So take a short break. We're going to be right back. And I'm going to it's going to be story time with Beth as we finish up here in this episode. I'll be right back after this break. When you feel the world is sitting on your shoulders, or your body is screaming at you to get help or get well, or emotionally you are spent, Deb Weinberger can help you in your healing journey. You've heard Deb on the Angel Empowerment Show, and she can support you on your healing journey. She offers several types of alternative healing, assisting you to thrive in an energy-charged world. You can book your session with Deb at onawinghealing.com. Navigating a life of chronic pain and pain cycles can break you down and change your world. Searching for answers adds to the confusion unless you take charge and create something better. My name is Christine Vibrant and I help motivated people turn their pain points into their power points. If you feel ready for the intensive transformative journey of my Better Me Empowered Living program, contact me at christine at beingbetterme.com. Imagine if you were truly flourishing, how would your financial expansion impact the world? Author of Money Come Dance With Me, Gail West, is an internationally known speaker, creative catalyst, and business intuitive at Success With Soul. Work with Gail to create a new relationship with money as your friend. Link the soul of your business to the business of your soul with programs like Sacred Money Mastery, Akashic Records of the Soul, and more. To receive a healing money meditation, go to successwithsoul.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Today in this episode, we're talking about thinking for your transformation. Transformation is so much more than than change, because change, like I've mentioned before, you know, you could change the furniture around in your house, but transformation, you're going from one form to a whole new form. And so as we come in for the landing with this episode, I wanted to share a story um, that is about Moses in the Old Testament. In fact, you could call it almost a code for your traversing a distance because at the border, you know, the, you know, trouble at the border, as I mentioned, sometimes it will, it may take you 10, sometimes it takes a hundred times more of effort, focus, attention, particularly if it's something that you don't believe yet. Maybe there's something that you are not believing. I may not be believing that we actually deserve or we believe that somehow we shouldn't, you know? And again, we're coming from the perspective that we are thinking of things that are true and lovely and good. Um, and also that you're frightened of your ability to create. Hey, have you ever thought of that? Remember that Marianne Williamson said, you and I are not really afraid of our darkness. We are afraid of our light. We are not afraid of the problem we are way more afraid of our power. 
So we toy in these areas and play small because we're frightened of really how powerful and creative we are. Um, so really, part of this transformation that we're talking about today is occurring in our own self-esteem, our own self-worth, in our understanding of who we are and the way we value ourselves. You know, some people that I've listened to is that, you know, our spirits come into these bodies with a veil completely over them. Like we forget all of what we truly are, that maybe we have danced through the universe and galaxies and we already are whole when we come into this human body, but there's a veil that's been put over us. I don't, you know, I don't fully know if that's true, but um, it, it seems like it because as I've lived longer and longer on this earth, it's almost like I'm remembering that of my true authentic self and it's love and light and creativity. So let me tell you about the story about Moses in the Old Testament. Just an ordinary guy like you and me, okay? And he's living an ordinary life. He's just doing his thing. In fact, Moses is a guy who has some, he has some personal problems too, like you and I. In fact, Moses actually stutters and he has some self-esteem issues. But one day he just happens to go for a walk up a mountain and he has an encounter with a fire that is in a bush but that bush isn't being burned up by this fire have you heard this story before i certainly have many many times the fire isn't sourced in the material realm though it comes from a different source it comes from a source that is not of of just um you know what you would think of a normal fire on this earth and moses has an encounter with this fire and there's a voice and he asks, who are you? And Moses hears back, I am that I am. Can, do you guys remember these stories on TV watching Moses? I, I totally remember this, but learning it in a very different way from um, ancient wisdom. Anyways, Moses knows that what it means, that there is in every one of us a capacity to say, I am. That is a very powerful statement, whatever you put on the other side of I am. And the voice or spirit as you is speaking, I am. Um, something that I journal every day, putting I am statements. So this infinite voice of spirit individualizes as you say, I am. So I am that I am, says this voice. And then he is given a charge. His charge is to free the slaves and take them to the promised land. His charge is to demonstrate transformation. Well, guess what? He argues with the voice. And it's it basically, Moses says, I'm not good enough to do that. I don't have that skill. I don't have that talent. I have no idea how to free slaves. What are you asking me this for? And after all, my God, you asked me to go do this. Are you kidding me? You want me to go talk to the Pharaoh and you chose the human being on this earth that stutters. But he knows that he has a charge to do. It's been downloaded. So he leaves the mountain and he goes to the Pharaoh. And you know, he goes to it 
not having it all worked out, right? He has a conversation with the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh says, dude, forget it. I'm, he doesn't say dude, but you know, put it in modern day language. The Pharaoh says, this is my workforce and the status quo is pretty good for me. You're not going to have the slaves. Now, the Pharaoh, of course, is not only a historical character, but there's always symbolism and metaphoric meanings in this ancient wisdom. And the Pharaoh is really representing your logical mind and my logical mind. The Pharaoh is your intellect. Your intellect is one of your faculties of mind. And you had been given an intellect to operate in this material world. Both you and I need an intellect so in this world. And your intellect tells you, for example, how deep each step is that you may be walking down. If you're going down a set of stairs, your intellect is going to be measuring, separating, dividing, and informing. So it's telling you maybe the step six inches, eight inches, or your last step. Um, and we so often listen to our intellect, right? As we need to, yes, that the intellect starts to actually begin to dominate our decision making, that we really become unaware that we're making our daily decisions from just this intellect. And we start looking at and to the intellect as our ruler, just like the Pharaoh being the ruler. That's a symbolic, really, in the story of Moses. The Pharaoh is given rule of the land, but Moses has been given this charge. Remember, Moses is being drawn up out of the river. So ideas are being drawn up out of you, you know, as they're coming in. But he's, Moses has been told and he's been given the capacities that there are higher powers that are going to help him these higher faculties. And so the plagues come to the Pharaoh, the ruler of the land. Plagues come to your intellect. Difficulties that come to the Pharaoh like actually serve, really finally the Pharaoh says, fine, you can take the slaves, go ahead and take them. And just make this difficulty stop. And so he leaves their lives. The interesting thing is, for you and I, many of us have had these kind of difficult moments. And we've had moments where the prophet in us, the part of us that is the still small voice, is basically the, the I am that I am. We really didn't give authority to that voice. We're still giving authority to the intellect always. And we're coming from that. Instead, we are leading our lives based on possibly opinion or approval. And those wavelengths, opinion and approval, actually take us off track. They take us off our authentic self, our true self. And we really begin to miss our own mark. And that's when you start feeling the discontent and the longings. They're not bad. They're just letting you know you've gotten off track a little bit. Not a big deal get back on track. And the statement of I am that I am is a perfect lead. 
it's really, you know, it's been downloaded to me recently and I was doing some Oracle cards over the weekend and it was just coming from my future self that I, that really joy to be activated in me. Cause you guys, it's been a rigorous 15 years from starting in 2008 with the marriage coming to its completion. And I had so many physical injuries um, from an ACL, MCL, uh, I fractured my thumb, I herniated my L5 S1 disc, I had um, a cyst on my jugular vein, that one almost killed me. Um, there was a lot going on and I wasn't listening to the discontent and the longing and to finally be activated with this joy. And I invite that you and I, that joy is our compass aliveness is going to guide our way it's part it's that part of you that knows for you you know what i'm talking about it's your knower your deep knower the knower in you that knows you know i'm using the same word over and over again that voice is called the still small voice in part of the bible now, Gandhi talked about this too. Later, he would call it the voice of truth. His whole life, in fact, his autobiography is called My Experiment with Truth. So you see how Pharaoh works in the particular this particular encounter, which is the plague of the frogs. Remember that? A bunch of frogs came. And for some reason, the frogs just got to the Pharaoh. But imagine you've had these things get to you. So so am I, where I'm trying to live my life by my ego will instead of my higher power will. And that's our still small voice. So you and I, we might toy and dabble with what we call either constrictive thinking or contract contractive thinking. And none of us are going to have a perfect day at this. But the message is very clear about the trouble. Just keeps might just keep ramping up in your life. Like I talked about all my physical in injuries, there's a lot of emotional um, injuries going on at the same time. But it starts ramping it up because ultimately the part of you and the part of me and the part of the infinite is way more powerful than my limiting mind and all these constricting things that were going on. There was so many frogs coming into my own life in, at that time. So either you and I are going to be moved by joy or a vision, or we're going to get pushed by pain. I know a lot of common hour thinking says, you know, you got to push yourself. You got to push yourself. You got to push yourself. You know what, you guys, I pushed myself for decades and I almost pushed myself literally to a physical death. And I love being moved by joy and from joy and being pulled by my vision and my life in full expression rather than push, 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 push. It's not healthy. So getting back to the Pharaoh, he gets these different plagues coming to him. And one of them is the plague, like I mentioned, of the frogs. And it's driving him crazy because there's frogs everywhere. They're pouring out of the Nile, out of the ceilings, on the walls, in his bed, in his food. They're everywhere. And he could hardly stand it. So he calls Moses and he says, can you take these and go away? And Moses says, yeah, let my people go. So Pharaoh frees the slaves. And Pharaoh looks at Moses and there's a moment where he knows that in that very moment, everything's 
going to change. So the Pharaoh says, okay, tomorrow. Now, how many times have you and I let our Pharaoh mind, our intellect mind tell us, okay, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Well, the plague continues and it only amplifies. So if you're telling yourself you're going to do things tomorrow, get ready for the amplification of difficulties and uncomfortableness. So ultimately the Pharaoh says, let them go, just take them, get them away from here. And the minute Moses leaves, Pharaoh changes his mind and he starts chasing after and sending his army to chase after the slaves. And you might know the story. Moses gets to the Red Sea and the army is coming after them and they take a step, but they got to get all the way into the water up to their necks um, in order. They can't just put a toe in the water and everything clears after they get up all the way up to their necks. So Moses and the people, they get all the way in and then the sea parts in order for them to move forward. So what does that mean for you and me? It means that you and I have enslaved parts of ourselves right now, ideas that keep us trapped. We have ways of being that keep us from being our whole self. Well, transformation is to practice getting an idea for your next phase of life and getting an image of a day that you want to co-create with the infinite. What would you like to experience in that day of life and full expression? Your transformation can occur in increments. It's not about having this major thing where you begin to incorporate and understanding and being in the flow of you. You're going to have people in your life, circumstances, situations that will be difficult and where you're going to want to bring forth an aspect of yourself. Like maybe you want to start a business. Or maybe you want to end a business and go or end a career and go into something else. All of these things are stuff of transformation. And as a life and business and health coach, that's what I love to do. That's my still small voice that's called me is to help people move from the caterpillar to the butterflyness in their stage to move through the goo. Who wants to be in the goo by themselves? you know, I'll, I'll be in the goo with you. So it's the school room of your capacity, your capabilities, where you not only have the capacity and capabilities, but you begin to understand how to use them. Well, you and I were in this earth school to learn about really greater clarity, greater capacities and capabilities so that you can really Bring your artistry, your adventures, and your alchemy into the world around you and make a difference. So I want to invite you to your own transformation that you are coming from four amazing ways of thinking, that you're coming from a consciousness of abundance, you're coming from a consciousness of expansion, that you're creating an image and holding it and learning how to stabilize it, and that you're coming from your higher self, your power. So if you would love to transform from caterpillar to butterflyness, and you would love for me to be your guide in that gooness, I'll put a QR code in today's episode, and we're going to be starting up Life Mastery and Productivity Mastery in early part of April. Thanks for joining me on Life in Full Expression. Always a pure joy to serve you people and your amazing souls that you are. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.
Thanks for tuning in to Life in Full Expression with me, Beth Wolf. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be your most elevated self and pursue a path of fulfillment, clarity, expansion, fun, and live in your best life. If you would like to discover the seven dimensions of your life blueprint of expression, to fully express yourself, reveal your heart's clarity for dynamic direction, and activate your unique capability, visit BethWolf.com. That's Beth, W-O-L-F-E.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.